Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside my co-host George Nazios. And we have a slate of Tuesday night hockey games to get into. Ten games tonight of NHL action. Let's dive in right away, George. Toronto is visiting the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Both teams are have had pretty good record over the last month, but there's some underlying things under the hood for each team. Toronto's pretty snake bitten. They're eighth in expected goals for, but 21st in goals for over the last month. The core fours combined for half of the team's 30 goals. And then New York, you know, they're they're struggling um to defend, even though they're scoring. And Shesterkin hasn't really been his best. Is this going to be one of those kind of shootout games, back and forth, high scoring, or where do we see on the over under, which is at six goals? Yeah, I don't see it as a high scoring affair, actually. And you're right, Shisterkin hasn't been the Shisterkin we've come to know. Jonathan Quick's actually been put in much better numbers when he's been in goal for the Rangers so far this year. Um, but in my opinion, I think this is going to fall under the total of six goals. Look, on top of, I'm probably giving another reason here why maybe you should bet the over, even though I'm advising you to pick the under. Um, 1.95 to 1 at BetMGM if you pick under six goals. Martin Jones is going to be in goal for the Leafs tonight. So he hasn't started a game since last season. Um, obviously, with Joseph Wall now out, uh, Samsonov's not going to play back-to-backs. He just got in goal. So some people feel like, Martin Jones is going to be fed tonight, but I have a different opinion on it. I think the Leafs are going to play a defensive style game to, you know, protect the goalie that's coming in their net. And he did a pretty admirable job when he came in in relief of the game that Wall got injured in, even though it was in the third period last week. Um, but I think the Leafs, especially on the second, the back end of a back to back after playing the losing to the Islanders in overtime yesterday, I don't think they want to get in a running gun and fair. I think they're going to want to protect their goalie, play a defensive-minded game, and keep this low scoring. And although the Rangers are involved in more high-scoring games this season, the past couple of years they've been known as a team that keeps games the scoring very low in games. When these teams have met as well, they've gone under the betting total a lot. In five of their last six meetings, they have combined to score under six goals. So that's another reason why I like the under here. You mentioned the Leafs' core four, though. One guy to watch out for is Austin Matthews, who had, I don't know if you saw any of the game yesterday, he fired 11 shots on goal. He had one goal, hit a crossbar. Yeah, yeah hit a crossbar, hit a post. So he must have been steaming. He must have felt like he should have had four goals. But I'm looking at not goals for him tonight. I'm looking at the prop for shots on goal for him. And it's set at a pretty high four and a half shot. So you tell me, do you think, I mean, that it's tough to get five shots on goal for any player in the NHL these days, no matter who you are. No, what do you think? Absolutely. Especially because with attempts, right? You could have, like I could have nine attempts, but two of them could hit the net. Exactly. Right? So that's kind of a tough, I, I think the bar's kind of high there. Would you? Yeah, agree? I totally agree with you. Like usually three and a half is what they'll sh- set the shots over under at for very elite players. Four and a half is a lot. He's gone over four and a half shots just three times in his last 13 games, including last night when he fired a season high 11 shots. So I would take the under there and take the under on this game. I think it's going to fall below six goals. Next up, the Carolina Hurricanes are visiting the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, Carolina, obviously now without Andrei Svechnikov again for the foreseeable future. Kind of feels like deja vu. Same thing happened last year. You know, the Hurricanes are playing their high event hockey 
you're absolutely pelting every team with shots as they usually do. Ottawa, well, it's kind of the same old with them, struggling team that's you know in need of kind of a jolt and uh, the stop the uh, fire DJ chance to stop. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I I like the Hurricanes here. They're paying one point seven five to one on the road on the money line. Um, as you mentioned, the it's been a tough goal for Andrei Svechnikov, who prior to these injuries occurring to him was one of their top and counted on scores, but uh, looks like he's run into some more bad luck with the injury bug. But um, it's so funny because last week, you know, I think one of my best picks when we spoke about it was the Hurricanes to bounce back from a horrid outing against the Oilers. And I'm like, lock them in against the Flames. They had a two goal lead that next time against the Flames going to the third period and they proceeded to lose three, two. And they've lost four in a row now which is very unlike this Carolina team the last couple of years. So you might be asking, why am I picking Carolina when they're on such a bad slide? But I think they're just too good of a team, and I think they're going to break out here. They have a lot of pride. They held a players-only meeting after their loss to Vancouver on Saturday. I'm sure a lot of things got dished out to each other. You know, when when your own team's holding you accountable, you know, I think that's a good sign that you're going to correct things in the future. And you know, Ottawa is just the, I think the one team that need, team needs is consistency. I don't know how to choose that team from game to the game. Um, and I just see Carolina needs this win quite a bit here. Um, they're out of the playoff race. I know it's still early, but you don't want to fall too far too early. So I think they're going to correct their issues tonight. I think the player, the closed door meeting amongst the players was a good thing. I feel like they'll get a W here tonight. And I'm going to ask you one question here. Other than the Colorado Avalanche, who do you think most betting sports books have as the next best odds to win the Stanley Cup this season? Hurricanes. It is the Hurricanes. It is. The, are you just saying that because they're playing? I mean, and yeah, like, we're we're going to say Nashville or sorry, like New York. It would have been a weird timing. But yes, you know what? I don't doubt that because I do know a lot of people that made future prop bets on the Hurricanes winning the cup at some point. And it's a pretty, the brand of hockey they play is very playoff-esque. And I should say, if I'm a Carolina Hurricanes player and I'm playing for Rod Brendamore and he's ticked off, I don't know what is a better motivator to play because that guy is scary. Yeah, <laughs> fired I, up. I totally agree with you. So at BetMGM, there's only two teams who have odds shorter than uh, plus 1,000, and that's Vegas and Carolina currently at plus 950. Um I think they correct their issues sooner rather than later. Um, so I think it starts tonight against Ottawa. So take them on the money line there. Next up, the Arizona Coyotes are visiting the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think traditionally books would always have, or maybe subconsciously we always think, oh, the Penguins are the favorite here. Maybe that's us overrating the Penguins or discounting the Coyotes either or. But low-key, these are actually two high-octane offensive teams, especially recently uh, in different ways. Who do you like for the over-under of six goals? Yeah, I, I like the over here. It's paying 1.91 to 1, which I think is identical to the under. The over-under line is not set at 6.5. It's set at 6, so if they hit that 6 tally, you get at least a push. Um, ah, Penguins are just struggling. I know you expect yeah. the offense from them. They got some some pretty key injuries up front. Raquel's out, Brian Rust is out. and uh, So you got guys that play on the third, fourth line, bumped up to the top six, and... Um, I don't know but what's not, going on there. They're well, not even just that, George, but like the power play. The power play sucked. And it it's that was the bread and butter. And you thought, okay, you know, you bring Eric Carlson and added to the the players yeah. there. Crosby Malkin. Um yeah. Russ is a big part of that, or Gensel. Um 
And you think like that would be the least of their worries, but it actually turns out it's the biggest. And, and that's hard for a team like that, that has such defensive deficiencies um, on paper, especially to not be scoring in the power play. They can't afford to play that way. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, I just double checked today because I'm like, that can't be right. Their power play is clicking at under 10% right now. It's terrible. They're 30th in the league with those names that you said. I mean, even if Rust or Raquel is out, you still have Carlson, Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, who's your top four. And you can throw Riley Smith in there. You can even throw Latang in there if you want to go back to old school because Carlson and Latang are two of the best skating defensemen in the league. I mean, playing up, playing back, doesn't matter where those guys play. But it's shocking that their power play is so bad. And they haven't been scoring lately. They haven't been scoring at all. Um, I believe they've only got one goal scored in three consecutive games. But having said all that, I think they're poised for a breakout tonight. I'd expect them to win, but I'm leaning towards the over here, over six goals. Arizona lost. Arizona will be playing on the second end of a back-to-back. They lost 5-3, I believe, to the Sabres yesterday, but they gave up five. So I see these teams definitely combining for over six goals. And a player prop to watch out for, somebody who's uh, who's quieted after a slow start. There's all those stories about Evgeny Malkin was so fired up that he didn't make the top 100 list this year. And he came out with a bang. He came out. He was scoring, getting points every game. But he's been very quiet lately. Just one goal and four points in his last nine. I think he's due for a breakout. So I'd watch the props over points, maybe take him to score tonight. And uh, by the way, I still think he's a top 100 player. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'd oh, watch absolutely. out for him tonight. Absolutely. I think there's no doubt in my mind. Did that, uh, did that, like, that was one of the ones that's like, huh? Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't really understand it. Like, I, I, I thought I, when I originally read it, I remember thinking, like, am I lacking context? Are they doing 100 wingers? Like, is there something right. like, weird? Like, is there, is there because maybe he played wing sometimes? I don't know. I just didn't understand it. But yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a, a bit of misjustice there. Yeah. But he came out on fire to start the year. And uh, he's been really quiet lately. So he's got to get going here because the pens need him to get going. And I, I think it starts tonight. Watch out for him in the player props and take the over six goals. Next up, we have the Detroit Red Wings visiting the St. Louis Blues. Detroit is shorthanded after David Perron oh. suspended six games. Dylan Larkin mm-hmm. is on the IR after sustaining an injury, which caused Perron to uh, go after Artem Zub yeah. and cross-check him in the head. Um, so the Red Wings are short, right? They got some juice with Patty Kane signing. They have some other support pieces. Are you buying the Detroit revenge game here, or is this a Blues pick all day? I mean, I just can't take Detroit here. I I, I like the Blues. This is my favorite pick of the night, to be honest with you. I like the Blues on the money line. Pretty good odds at 1.78 to 1. On top of, like, the injuries you mentioned, which I'll get into in a bit more, the Red Wings played last night. They lost 6-3 to the Stars last night, so... They also have that, and they're on the road here. So they were traveling while St. Louis was just waiting for them. I mean, the Red Wings are missing Larkin. They're going to be missing Calm for tonight. So that's your top two centers. They're missing Perron, who went to defend his teammate Larkin when, you know, we all hope Larkin's going to be okay. That looks really scary, and we don't know how long he's going to be out for, at least 10 games since he's on the IR. And they're missing one of their bottom, bottom six guys, uh, but like a heavy body who plays a good physical game in Clint Clawson as well. So. Those are a lot. That's a lot of injured guys to be missing up front. Um, and it's wild, isn't it? How things can change just in the span of a week. 
or seconds. Yeah. I mean, last week we were here talking about and Detroit's had a great start to the year and they added Patty Kane and you're like, wow, this might be the year that this franchise that was so great for so long, but has missed the playoffs in so many consecutive years. This might be the year they get back with the addition of Patty Kane. Like this looked like it, but this is going to be tough with, for them to deal with. Um, you know, I think going to, into tonight, Andrew Kopp and Joe Valeno are their top two centers. So there is no excuse for St. Louis not to take advantage here and win this game. So I like St. Louis to win. They haven't played since Saturday. They were rested, waiting for the Red Wings to fly into St. Louis to play them. The Red Wings are decimated up front. So I like uh, the Blues to win. It's my favorite bet of the night. I mean, it's the NHL, so anything can happen. But that's my favorite pick of the night. And also, keep in mind, they were on the road last night. I think the Blues get a jump on them. For same-game parlay option, if you pick the Blues to score first and the Blues to win, you get those, and they both hit, you get paid 2.4 to 1. So $10 bet gets you paid 24 bucks. If you want to throw 100, you'll get 240. Absolutely. And I think that St. Louis is one of those teams where obviously you can't just look at what they're like on paper. Yes, their power play is one of the worst in the league and whatnot, but there's so many games where they feast on these types of matchups because they've got Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. They have, you know, Brain Shen still is a good player. They have um, depth, right? They have depth, 100%. And they're playing the right way this year. So I think that, you know, and they're also in the hunt, right? They've had a, you know, they haven't, they're under 500 last 10 games, but still the Blues are a competitive team. I think that a matchup like this, as you said, when, when Andrew Kopp and Valeno are in your top six as your centers, you could have Kane and Debrinkat, but you got some, you need to have someone down the middle to kind of anchor you and, and drive you through. The yeah. Well, one other thing I was going to say about Detroit that I know a lot of teams have like the three goalies this year, but they're not really deploying it. Detroit, I feel like between Lyon yeah. and Reimer and Billy Huso, it's like, I don't know if any of these guys can get into a groove. It feels like they're rot rotating all three of them. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Like, I'm a, I'm in favor of the three goalie system pertaining to more so having a two headed monster as your backup. Like, I yeah, don't I mind agree. that um, where you have like say 60, 20, 20, but I agree when you have that rotation, it's also volatile for betters too, right? Cause you can't really get those trends picked up. There's you're working with such a small sample size for each guy for up until like halfway through the year. So yeah, it's definitely not good for our audience or for the Red Wings so far. Part, part of the reason I bring it up is because Reimer looked a little leaky on a couple goals yesterday. So, yeah. um, you know, it just doesn't, I just see all the signs pointing to St. Louis tonight. It's my favorite pick of the night. Hope I don't wear egg on my face, but we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. Now, next up, we have the Nashville, oh, sorry, the Philadelphia Flyers visiting the Nashville Predators. The Flyers, you know, as much as they're rebuilding and retooling and we could see them sell the deadline, they just won't quit. They've been competitive all year. Tortorella's had them playing the right way. They've been in the thick of games. They've upset a couple teams throughout the year. And then Nashville, who I'm not really sure what the consensus projection was for them. I think it was kind of maybe second wild card and then everyone else saying, you know, not really. But um, two teams that haven't really been entirely re re like relevant standings-wise, but Philly, man, they... They just can't quit, and I and yeah. I like gotta put them. They're they're dogs, right? It's it's the torts effect, isn't it? Every oh, yeah. time he joins a team, usually in the first couple of years, I think last year they had a lot of injuries to deal with, so it didn't really work out too well. Um, but you know, the first few years, he gets those guys just to go as hard as they can. He works them out so much. There, his teams are always in incredible shape. And then you know, a couple of years down the road, a lot of the players get tired of his act, act, and he's sent packing, but. 
they are it's playing for a rebuild. It's awesome for a rebuild. Exactly. But they are playing great this year. One of the guys that's benefited the most from torts, it looks like, is Travis Konechny, who's got 16 goals on the year. Um, he's tied for sixth, uh, three behind Kucherov and Matthews for the goal-scoring lead, and it's coming off back-to-back two-goal lanes. But between these two teams, I always, when I look at these, especially the way Phillies play this year, I see defensive-minded teams. I like the under here, under six goals, paying 1.91 to one. Philly has hit the over probably the least of any team in the NHL this year. They've only hit the over in 32% of their games. So in less than one, less than one every three games, do they go over the betting line. So I like the under here, six goals. If they hit that, you know, you get the push. So I think the under Nashville's all also been known over the years to be a defensive minded team. When these teams have met in their last nine, nine meetings, they have hit the under six times. So I, that's the bet I like here, but I also like getting back to connect me. I like a, a prop on him here. If you pick under and move the betting line to 7.5 goals and pick under 7.5 goals to give you some leeway to play with and pick to connect me to score. I know it's tough picking guys to score, but he's hot right now. And I think he's a choice to make. You'll get paid 4.1 to one at BetMGM. They go under seven and a half goals and connect me mad manages to tally tonight. So 4.11 one to one can't get much better odds than that. But the primary bet here, I like under six goals at 1.91 to one. Good stuff. So moving on to our next matchup, the Tampa Bay Lightning visiting the Vancouver Canucks. This is an interesting one because like the last little bit, Tampa, they haven't been the same. You know, the for Vasilevsky was out. Um, they've had their struggles. Kutrov's been godly. But as a whole, they haven't been, you know, the lightning that we know. Canucks, meanwhile, are kind of showing what a lot of people thought they were capable of and showed in the bubble uh, in 2019-20, and they're one of the league's best teams. I want to know who you got on the money line here, and I'm going to maybe give it away in saying that I think there's a big-time special teams matchup with Tampa's power play and Vancouver's penalty kill. Yeah, well, I like Tampa here. Um, Yeah, and once you get... Guys like Kucherov, Point. I know Stamkos was a little sick last game, so I don't know if he's he's back. Um, I think he is. But you get those guys on the PP, they'll take advantage. And the odds here are 2.1 to 1. Pretty good at odds for Tampa on the road. Like you said, Tampa hasn't been playing up to what we expect for of them so far this year. I think Vancouver's played a bit above their heads. I think Demko saved them in a few games, you know. Although they have a really good record, I think the analytics would say otherwise of where they should be in the standings. Um, but I like Tampa to win here. One thing that might be a factor is Victor Hedman is going to be a game-time decision. Um, irreplaceable on that blue line, obviously. He's a horse back there, plays 20-plus minutes every game, anchors the power play. Also a great physical force in his own end. So, um, But I like Tampa here. they got to get going soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say that the, the clock is ticking for them, but I mean, for a team like that, they need to get some momentum going to the playoffs. Like, I, I just wonder if the gas is running out with them. They've been so good for so long and had so many runs. Like, I have to think that that's having an impact here. Yeah, I just think there's still too much talent there for them not to like. They're outside oh, the agree. playoff picture right now, so they got to they gotta start getting their act together. And um, I think one of the places it happens is tonight. I mean, they've won. They also have tons of success against Vancouver in the past. They've won seven straight against the Canucks, Canucks, and nine of their last ten. So take that for what it's worth. 
they're rested. They haven't played since Saturday. They got a 4-3 win over Seattle. Um, and as I mentioned, Vancouver's been great, getting great goaltending this year. Tampa has not. Tampa is one of yeah. the lowest in the league when it comes to save percentage. Um, you know, Vancouver's playing above expectations. Tampa's playing below expectations. That gap will close as the season goes along. Not that those are two teams fighting for the same playoff spot, but I think that gap will close. And uh, if you're watching for one guy to play well tonight, though, guy that's been playing well all season, uh, JT Miller, who might want to get on the board against his former team. He's paying 2.71 to 1 to score a goal. Now, the Blackhawks are going to visit the Oilers tonight. AKA oh, man. Connor Cup. The Connor yes. Cup, Battle of the Connors. Connor Bedard, Connor McDavid setting off to face off. And now here's something interesting to note. This is one of those games where I think on the surface you could think, you know what? Maybe Chicago has a chance here. But did you know that since Jay Woodcroft was fired, the Oilers have actually had league average goaltending with a 9-2 save percentage, which is, I mean, an absolute godsend for a team that was well below 900 for the start of the year. Yeah. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, I like the Oilers, and I like them to win big. Um, you know, Chicago has won games. They've been competitive against a lot of teams, but I just think the Oilers are on our roll here. They won seven in a row. So what, Chicago, one of the worst teams in the league, is going to come into town and beat Edmonton? Okay. Um, I don't think so. So they the, the odds for the Oilers to win are terrible. It's not like worth making them. Yes, for the money line. So I'm going to take them to win by 1.5 goals. And actually – if you look at the puck line at BetMGM, the puck line's not even one and a half goals. It's two, they're two and a half goal favorites, which you rarely see in the NHL. You wow. rarely see it. So I'm suggesting move that puck line back to 1.5 goals. It pays 1.57 to one. If you take the 2.5 goals, that, that means you're thinking the Oilers are going to win by three or more. That pays two to win, two to one. You want to take a flyer on the Blackhawks? They're paying their great odds, 4.75 to one. But I don't see it happening. Of the Blackhawks' last seven losses, six have come by at least two goals. So I think you're pretty safe taking the Oilers, who are rolling here, to win by two goals. But the other thing to watch out for is the main matchup. Should we get into some Connor props? Two Connors? Let's do it. Yeah. So what do you think? It's Connor Bedard's. What do you think when the new kid on the block faces the guy who's been carrying the torch for so long. Do you think he's going to get on the board with a goal and a point, or do you think he might be overcome a bit by the moment? I think both players score tonight. Wow. Not just get points, but score. I yeah. So score. I'm, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a safer bet on Bedard. I'm going to say he gets over two and a half shots on net. He's paying 1.65 to one to have at least three shots on goal. He's had at least three shots on goal in eight of his last 10. And you can bet, Playing against the other Connor, he's going to be firing every chance he gets tonight. And then when it comes to McDavid, I mean, McDavid's back to doing McDavid things, isn't he? Yeah. He might yeah. score five tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he he's he's been unleashed. Yeah. He's got two plus points in six of his last seven. He's riding a nine-game point streak over during which that time he has 23 points. So I'm going to wow. take him to get over 1.5 points tonight. So um, take Connor Bedard over two and a half shots. And Connor McDavid over 1.5 points. Next up, the Calgary Flames are going to visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is on a heater as they have been pretty much for the last two years, basically. <laughs> um, like it, it's it's never ending. Seven and three and four of the last month. Meanwhile, Calgary, you know, 
the bar's low, but they are over 500 over the last month, seven, six, and one. Uh, a tale of two completely different teams. I think Vegas is exceeding expectations, being as dominant as they are once again. And Calgary, well, depending where you were on the you know preseason predictions, they're probably disappointing just about everybody. So um, it's an interesting matchup there. Vegas at home. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I like Vegas and I like them big. I like them on the puck line to win by one and a half goals. So winning by two two goals or more, they're paying 2.25 to one. Pretty good odds there at home against the Calgary team who lost a wild one last night to the Avs, 6-5. Uh, they had a 5-3 lead going into the third period and they blew it. But I mean, if you're going to blow it to any team, I guess Colorado is one of the most explosive teams in the league. Um, Fair. Yeah, so Calgary is just the... I don't know that team. I'm not sure what they're doing. They're they've traded Zadorov. There's they're all so the rumors. boring to watch. Yeah, just from a, like I just would not even go near those lines. Except for last so night. Except yeah, for last night that was a fun one. Yeah, that was fun. That was. Yeah. but that was an anomaly, but, honestly. Yeah, but I don't see them. Uh, but was that done it. was that a fun? Like it was a fun game, but like was Calgary like a f- entertaining part of it? To me, I was just hyper focused on Kale McCarr, but um and mckinnon oh my gosh but yeah you know going into the third period though those makara mckinnon and rantanen i think they all had dash threes or dash fours right yeah so calgary was getting goals i mean they didn't end up that way you saw mckinnon obviously scores the beautiful game winner but calgary you just can't trust them they're on the back end of the back and i don't know what they're doing like i think they should Tanev's going to be out tonight on top of everything else for calgary um he's got an injury so he's not playing Obviously, they got rid of Zadorov, so their D's going to be a bit undermanned here. Um, they're playing the second end of a back-to-back. If I was Calgary, I'd start trading these guys sooner rather than later if they start you know, to avoid these guys getting injuries. Because, I mean, I just, don't see them, I just don't see them making the playoffs. And I think the earlier you trade a guy to the team, the more return you'll get. Totally. Um, so and unless they're re-signing these guys... I don't see them. I, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. So unless they're re-signing these guys and want them to be on the team long term, I don't know why they haven't traded them. So um, I love that. I love the Golden Knights tonight. There's no reason why they shouldn't like really, really kind of stop the Flames tonight. They have every reason to. Calgary's on the second end of a back-to-back. Like I said, kind of depleted backline, and Vegas is. One of the best teams in the league, um, 10-2-2 at home this year. Calgary 5-8-2 on the road. Next up, the Florida Panthers are visiting the Seattle Kraken. Panthers are doing their thing. They're pretty hot. Kraken, uh, it's been kind of a, a hangover from last year. But are you kind of feeling the Kraken tonight? I am. I am. Why? And I, I mean, they're, they got a long losing they got. It's not a you gotta win great, it's not a great reason, but you took the words out of my mouth. You got to yeah. win sooner than later. They're at home. There's good value here. They're paying 2.4 to 1 on them on the money line. I mean, Seattle's not a bad team. They're right. not a bad team. I don't think they right. should be dogs this big against the Panthers here. You know, they went to the second round of the playoffs last year. They have they have depth at all their positions. They're they're in a rut right now, but it's not like they've been getting blown out a ton. A ton. Um, so they've been keeping games close. The last three losses, they lost two games by one goal. And then against Minnesota, they were down a goal in the third. They gave up a second and they gave up an empty netter. They lost three nothing. So they are competitive. Um, I think they've been a bit snake bit on offense. They haven't scored. They've only got six goals in five games this month. 
Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's brutal. Yeah. That can't last We're too long. We're picking them to win. We're picking them to win. That, that can't last too long either. I just think they're going to be a desperate team out there. They're right. going to show desper- desperation. Um, Florida is a good team. They have three wins in a row. So I think really, like realistically, I think this game's a coin flip. And then when I see the odds, 2.4 to 1 for the home team, why yeah. wouldn't I bet on Seattle? And yeah, well, they got they got to snap this skid sooner rather than later. Um, couple of props, players like I'd focus on here. Yeah. Um, I, I love Oliver Bjorkstrand. I think he had a f- phenomenal playoff last year. I think it was a game against Colorado. He hit like six six posts in the playoffs, and he had two goals that he's game. A great so, shooter, actually. He's yeah, he's a shooter. Yeah, so he's paying one point seven two to one to get over to get at least one point. I know you're like, they've only scored six goals as a team in the last five games. You're going to take them. But I like him to get on the board somewhere to win. And another guy to get at least a point, the odds are much lower, Sam Reinhardt. 1.55 to 1, so not great odds. But this guy's been incredible this year. He's tied for sixth in the league in scoring. Would you tell me about it? Is he one of the most underrated players in the league? Absolutely. I think for sure. I mean, especially, and I think it even dates back to before this year, like the last two years, you're looking at a player that, you know, was hovering around point per game for a long stretch of time and was a good player in the playoffs and yeah. with the Panthers after, you know, the first six, seven, whatever it was years in Buffalo, we never played in the playoffs. You get him and he's a good playoff performer and it goes beyond just points. I think he's very competitive and plays well. And this year in his contract year, he's playing the best hockey of his career. I think he and is. You said it there. You said it there. Contract year. We hear so much talk about William Nylander. Like, oh, are the Leafs going to sign him to $10 million, $11 million a year? What about this guy? No, He's I having agree. arguably, and I would say, a better season than Nylander. I don't know. I think Nylander might be one of the best players in hockey right now. Okay, then where's Re- Reinhardt's got more points. His team was more injury riddled. He was the one carrying them for, you make, for like... You are correct. Like that, That is true, but... I think maybe I'm biased because I did watch most of their first like 12, 13 games. And like, I've seen others after, um, but just during that point streak, he was quite electric, but I, I I'll put it this way. I oh, think yeah, Reinhardt, was, yeah. I think Reinhardt should be in heart conversation because if other people, I'm, I'm saying the conversation, if mm-hmm. other people at the top start to tail off for whatever reason, and he has a really strong second half, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, no, if not at all. So it, it's a really big dark horse. I want to stress that. Not a favorite, but keep an eye on that. We've seen it before with Taylor Hall when he led the Devils and got that recognition. Yeah, Things absolutely. happen. Starts at the top. So sometimes it trickles down to the other guys. I think that's important to note. And I bet you he's paying. I don't know the odds. I bet you the odds are incredible. I don't know yeah. if you'll even be able to find them. For, yeah, you'll have to go down the board to see how much he's paying to win the Hart Trophy. But that's a sneaky good bet. I like it. Now, last game that we'll get to, the Winnipeg Jets are in San Jose to play the mm-hmm. Sharks. We don't know exactly what's going on with Kyle Connor. Mike McIntyre of the Winnipeg Free Press reported it was a six to eight week timeline. But then when Rick Bonus spoke to reporters this afternoon in San Jose, he was kind of uh, less upfront with, with that diagnosis. Connor's going to be checked by the team doctors. So in the interim, forever how long? It's going to be a little bit. These out, obviously. Gabe Velarde goes up to line one with Ehlers and Shifley. Uh, the Jets, I mean, honestly, this could be one of those games where San Jose, who's low-key been pretty good recently, they could creep up here and win this one. 
Yeah, huge loss. Huge loss for the Jets here. I mean, we were talking about Reinhardt underrated. Here's another guy who I think is hugely, grossly underrated in the league in Kyle Connor. It's like and he's been durable for so long. He he's durable, 40 yeah. goals. Like it's almost like you expect 40 goals for the from the guy, and nobody really talks about him. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So I think they're gonna miss him. I think that I think they found some dynamite very briefly with that Shifley Ehlers and Connor line. And I think they're gonna miss him. Gabe Velarde's a good player, but you know, uh, Kyle Connor arguably is the Jets' best forward, arguably their best player. You know, um, so I think they're gonna miss him tonight. Um, originally, I was considering taking San Jose on the money line. Then I looked oh. at their odds on the puck line, and they're underdogs. So if they lose, but they only lose by a goal, or they win, they're paying one point seven five to one. So as long as they don't lose by two goals or more. They're paying great odds at 1.75 to 1. And San Jose, for all the jokes being made about them at the beginning of the season, starting the season with 11 losses in a row, they're 8, 7, and 2 since. Yep. So they have and, these. Oh, sorry, George. Sorry. I mean, no, I, go I, ahead. These, these guys have pride. That's all, all I was going to say. Well, and as we talked about with Connor, like the Jets' power play, even with Connor, is not one of the. the the elite in the league. It has some work to do. So you subtract Connor now and you're now in a complete bind, right? Like right. For, for a team, and even with him as the, you know, the slinger on the flank that could fire off a shot, they were struggling to move the puck. Now it's like, you're really going to be, you have a very short time here to score. And I think a team like San Jose could really capitalize off of that and suffocating them. And, you know, what I, I like those odds actually with the plus 1.5. Yeah, absolutely. And um, San Jose has just been, they're battling every game to be, yeah. You know, to to have those odds to like to even lose the game, and you can still get one point seven to one odds, one point seven five to one odds at BetMGM. I mean, that's an incredible. I, I don't know why you don't take that bet. In their last nine games, they've lost by two or more goals just once. Just that, once have they lost by two or more goals. They've also won five of their last seven at home. So if you want to roll the dice even more, they're paying two point eight to one on the money line tonight. But a really good bet, and the bet I love here is Sharks puck line plus 1.5, 1.75 to 1. And keep in mind, it's Laurent Brassois in the pipes for the Jets. It's their backup. So, I mean, that is another, another reason for the Sharks. Absolutely. All right. Well, that caps off our preview of Tuesday's slate of games. Thank you so much for listening, and please bet responsibly. Thank you again to our sponsor, BetMGM. George, thanks for joining me as always, and we will see you guys later on this week. Take care.